The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. It is Thursday. The last day of the month, March the 31st. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live from the Low T Center Studio. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Turn all the way up. It's time for the Dr. Dre and Eminem's the Slim Shady, the real Slim Shady here, Ben McKee. Ben! Got more dingers yesterday. We got more conspiracy theorists out there hating on the Vols. Man, you, you can't have a better day than today, my friend. This is great. Love it. This weekend will be better. Uh, Tennessee versus Vanderbilt. That, that'll that be better. Better competition. But yesterday, uh, a good day for Tennessee baseball. Did some big things with the bats. The freshman Christian Moore and Blake Berkshine. Four for eight. Drove in six of the of the team's 11 runs. Blake Tidwell got to pitch again. Yeah. Go ahead and say it, Ben. No, you want to. Nah, too early. <laughs> there you go. Growth. Growth, Ben. You ready for your daddy? Your daddy debut. You ready, man? It is too. It is way too early. Mama, what's that? Daddy, what's, what's Mr. Ben talking about? Uh... I don't know. Good job. Good job. Good job. Yeah, it was good to see Blake Tidwell back on the bump. Ain't that there what they go. call it, Ben? Yep. Yeah. There you go. On the bump. Good to see Good to see him back. Shake off a little bit of, of rust. Um, typical for any player coming off a significant injury, but he was able to do that, and it helps when you go up against a team that's inferior to you. Get, get those blood... Get that blood flowing. Knock off the jitters. Because you mentioned it, Ben. This weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All those years. All those games. You had the upper hand on Tennessee. You had this pitcher. You had this MLB player. You got this going on. Getting players from Farragut. Coming in our backyard. Getting players left and right. And Vanderbilt should have done that. We haven't cared about baseball. But now, those times have changed. Tennessee's the number one team in the country. Vanderbilt lost two significant players. More than two, but two pitchers that will make any team in the country significantly better if they were on their team. But they lose those players, and now, Ben, it's our turn. We got those stud pitchers. We got those hitters with normal bats ready to show the world that uh, Tennessee is ready to take that next step. I think the next step is taking the series against Vanderbilt. How confident are you, Ben? Are you as confident as you were last week when Tennessee went to Oxford and not only got the series, but got the sweep, not calling for a sweep, but are you confident that the series will be taken by Tennessee? 
I'm confident, but not as confident as I was last week. Mm-hmm. You you just did not see the pitchers for Ole Miss on paper, and that obviously played out to be true. They they have very little pitching, if at all, right now. And Vanderbilt has pitching. It's it's just young and inexperienced. So they they certainly have talent, uh, both throughout its lineup and uh, throughout. The, their pitching staff, and uh, they're a threat to make it to Omaha like they are every year. They have plenty of talent, but uh, right now Tennessee is the better team. Tennessee is is playing better baseball, but not as confident as I was last week. I, I do think Tennessee will win the series, but just not as confident just because Vanderbilt's going to be PO'd just in its own right, uh, aside from playing Tennessee because of how last weekend went for them, losing to a bad South Carolina team in Columbia. They're, they're going to have a sour taste in their mouth, so they're certainly going to want to prove something, and that's on top of the rivalry. That, that's on top of Tennessee, it, its biggest rival, coming to town. And I, I'm very interested to see the crowd dynamic, how much orange will be in attendance. I'm sure there will be quite a bit, although tickets are near near impossible to get. And parking places, huh? Yes, and, well, it'll be easier to park at, at Vandy because they've, they've got one ginormous parking garage uh, that that everybody will use, and they actually have designated media parking, so uh, it'll be easy to find parking there. But, yeah, it'll be a fun weekend. Interested to see how it goes. I, I think Tennessee's experience wins out this weekend. Pro day was yesterday. You okay? Snooze fest. Why would you say such a thing, Ben? Snooze fest. Just because it wasn't a quarterback? We got players trying to make some coin, Ben. We got some players trying to make some money. Theo Jackson. Putting on a show, trying to make some money. His only opportunity did not get that chance to go to Indianapolis for the combine. So it was all or nothing for a guy like Theo Jackson. Come on, Ben. Come on, Ben. You got some love for Pro Day. You got it deep down inside. Bring it on out. I, I don't. It was it was very boring to sit through. I I and that has nothing to do with Theo Jackson and these guys getting opportunities. Pro day is just not fun to observe. <laughs> it's just not. That you, means, you you don't want to see the ETSU guys? No, I, I did not want to see the ETSU guys. Tennessee had walk-ons participating in pro day yesterday. Walk-ons. Walk-ons run into 40, and it went about as you would expect it to go. Forever? It, it's, it's, it's full just, point, full I, point forever? I think he's still running. I think he's still trying to get to the to, to the 40th yard. Uh, so, uh, again, it's a great opportunity for the guys. It's just it's not as as exciting as you would think that it is to, to just observe, especially when there's not a quarterback participating or an Alvin Kamara working out, or, or just a, a dynamic player, a, a Derek Barnett. I mean, you had Cade Mays out there and Elante and, and Bayless and Theo. I tell you, the, the one guy that 
did stand out was Matthew Butler. I don't know what his official time was, but I didn't need I didn't need a a time to see that that boy was moving. He he was moving, especially for his size. He's gonna he's gonna play in the NFL. Yeah, he's gonna make some money. He he's gonna play in in the NFL. I'm not saying that he's gonna go out there and and just sign these ridiculous contracts and and make Pro Bowls and those type of things. But he he's gonna be on an NFL roster for a decade if he stays healthy and, and chooses to play football for that long. He he has made him some some money last year and through this draft process, and he has a lot of things going for him. The versatility that he can play with along the defensive line, his football IQ, uh, how many snaps he played last year, showing his durability, I think is really going to help him. And, and then again, he's he's shown to be more athletic throughout this draft process than maybe you would think watching him on on film. So Matthew Butler had had a nice day yesterday. I thought it's just like again you they they rope everything off to. I mean, we could see them do the forty and the individual workouts. But when they were in the weight room, we couldn't see what they were benching or nope. the vertical. Can't go in there. So it was just a lot of standing around. I understand. I understand your 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 perspective on on pro day. I get it. You know my biggest observation? Daryl Taylor was back and he was chiseled. He's always been a, a rock solid dude. And and he's always been built like a Greek god, but now he's like the Greek god of all Greek gods. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that there's an ounce of body fat on that guy. I don't think there's an ounce. He, it, it's all muscle. He's a professional football player, man. He, he walked in. I'm like, who made you? He, he, created player. Man. He, he always looked like a created player. I mean, he, he was always yoked up. But man, now, now that he's only had. Time to focus on football. That's it. All ball. <laughs> you you can tell in, in his body. He 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 looks terrific. Ain't got time for that class stuff. Poor All guy. ball. Poor guy's gonna have a long season in Seattle this year, though. Hey, he's gonna be the man and get paid. I think True. he's coming up on now. Nah, yeah, I think he might have two more years before his uh, rookie deal ends. But man, it's it's time to get paid. He used to not winning. He, he played here for a little bit. Sorry. But he but he won the battle at Bristol championship. <laughs> man. And it's not the player's fault at all. All it did was go out there and, and play the game. But man, for a split second, you, you would thought we won a Super Bowl, man. All the confetti and the celebration, but not the player's fault. Not the player's fault at all. It was the biggest college football game in history, uh, in terms of attendance. So now, Derek Taylor, he'll be all right, man. He's about to make some money. But you, you're right. All that winning that they were doing before Russell Wilson left, it's about to be a little different around there in Seattle. But, yeah, Derek Taylor, man. Coach Azani recruited him from Hopewell, Virginia, Hopewell, Virginia. Play receiver. Kickoff return guy. Was a, was a project. He was one of those low four-star tweeners that – was going to have to be developed. Didn't come in as a five-star guy, day one guy, but look, look what he turned out to be. So, should be a lesson for, for, for all, um, for sure. But I understand why you look at pro day that way. I, I totally do. 
865-255-03. Hour one is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Reinventing men's healthcare. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. First, before we take our break, man, we do, we just got to put our arms around um, good folks up there in Sevierville, Gatlinburg area, the fires. and It's a good thing that, that it rained last night. Um, remember a couple of years ago how scary that was and how devastated many of the residents were there and lives lost. And, um, so if you're in this area, man, please wrap your arms around that community. If you're not in this area, please do that. Uh, if it's in prayer or good thoughts or however you want to do it. Just keep those people in uh, on your mind for sure. Uh, that's, that's scary. Something you just can't, you just can't control. Uh, the wind was, was crazy yesterday. Um, Kept me up all night. Oh yeah. It was, it was, it was whistling for sure. I don't think I fell asleep till like two o'clock. Just cause you had butterflies about the show. You was ready to go, Ben. Uh, no. You was ready to it's, rock it out. It's because, my wife says at 12.20, as I finally am starting to doze off, psst, psst, you still up? Hey, hey, don't you think we should bring the, the garbage cans inside to the garage? For what? Oh, well, that mean the wind was blowing. She didn't want them to Let them things turn roll over out. or go to sleep. roll into the car. And I was like, Argh. I'm, I'm gonna go get them, and when she says I'm gonna go get them, that means you got to get up and go get them, pregnant or not. So I had to get up. But you was like, you want me up for this? Go get the trash can. I said, no. My my comment was, I thought you want me up for something else. Why didn't you say this 20 minutes ago when we were getting into bed and I was still up and not dozing off? So that happens. Go outside, get the trash can. Not a huge deal. But I, I was dozing off. Oh, uh, you you she, you she woke got, now. She got the elbow. You woke. She gave me the elbow, and then I couldn't go back to sleep for like forty five minutes. I finally dozed back off, and I got that alarm on my phone, like the the Amber Alert noise. Mm-hmm. But it was the noise that that people were evacuating, mm-hmm. uh, somewhat close to me, since you know I am all the way out of town. I have to come in town to get to your studio. I'm 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 way out there near Seymour, so I, I got a notification with that loud, freaky noise that scares the bejesus out of you. That was at like one o'clock. <laughs> Freaking out, and right as I was dozing off, and then I I couldn't go back to sleep after that. Not fun. Not fun. <laughs> well. We here, we here this morning. We will take Barely. our first break of of the day. Yeah, yeah. Later on today, take a nap, Ben. I got stuff to do. You nap, you nap king, man. Nobody takes naps like you. You be good. You be good. You sleep when you get old. When you get old, that's all old folks do. Sleep. Maybe uh, I can go go flip burgers where the king is, so I can have a better perspective of pro day. Friday is boring if they're not really, 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 really talented players who may be drafted in the first round or skill position players because it is 
for it's a it's a day for skill position players. It really is. Like as great of a workout that Jawan James had, and he went first round. He had an unbelievable pro day. It still was an offensive lineman. Like, eh, eh. But when you have some athletes in space, the Alvin Kamara's, the Josh Malone's, the Josh Dobbs, that pro day, that pro day was lit. It really was. It was fun. So I get what you're saying. But I, I, you need I, flip burgers. I need to go flip burgers to have better perspective. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm failing to to understand that correlation. How, how is flipping burgers going to make me appreciate watching pro day more? Well, because your your job is to cover cover sports, and you covered a boring sporting event, and you should be happy that you at least got to cover a boring sporting event instead of flipping burgers. That's the that's the <laughs> that's the that's the probably the reason for the comment. But I agree with I agree with you. It is pro day is born if you are a media member. If you're anybody, no, I, I would have been able to, like, I would have probably found a little bit more enjoyment from pro day because that's something I number one did, and it's something I used to train on and and, and evaluate guys and time guys. So I would have probably you know, respected it a little bit more or, or appreciated it a little bit more. But that, like, I I get why you don't like I totally understand if i was you i would have been boring bored sitting there watching walk-ons run a 40-yard dash <laughs> sue me for finding walk-ons oh, and, and etsu players and utc players and ut martin players you, running the 40 point you're my, not my, wrong my apologies you are not wrong my, at all my apologies you are not wrong at all my friend our one is brought to you by healer plumbing heating cooling and electrical we will take a quick time out be right back. If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Hello? Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any 
written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with the fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you, because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with the fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at Going around the SEC this morning. Yo, there's some things brewing over there at Fayetteville, that's for sure. There's some things brewing over in 
ATL, home of the Georgia Bulldogs, Ben. But what do you have for Attaboy on your on your list of items to cover? A couple of transfers to mention. A walk-on safety from LSU entered the portal, but I am bringing this up because this this person's name is tremendous. What we got? What we got? What we got? This young man's name is Pig Cage. Pig Cage. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I know. I know Tennessee had its own pig, Pig Howard, but Pig Cage as a name, and I'm surely Pig is a is a nickname he picked up somewhere. Like Pig Howard picked up his. What, what was his? All Altoon. Alton. 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 Yep. Altered, because I remember Butch used to call him by his first name. <laughs> he needed to be called by his first name. No, he don't. He was ball. He was the only good player we had in 2013, only skill position player. That's why we ran 83 reverses per game. What about off the field? Hey, man, I'm talking on the field, okay? I'm talking on the field. Butch needed to call him by his first name. Correct. Keep him in line. Correct, correct, correct. correct. Uh, just a couple of transfers to mention a, a pretty significant tight end transfer. Baylor Cup from AM is in the portal, a former top recruit. That was the, the big football transfer of the day. Obviously, with all the, the basketball coaching changes and uh, the season coming to an end, there, there's a lot of player attrition uh, in SEC. Missouri had another player enter the portal, Dewan Gordon. Uh, LSU. LSU's Bradley Ezzy Wyro. He nailed it, Ben. Yeah, sure. Uh, is entering the portal. He is the sixth LSU Tiger to enter the portal since Will Wade was fired. Uh, this young man played in seven games with a total of 28 minutes. You hate so, to see that. You hate to see that, man. Uh, yeah, LSU. Uh, a lot of players opting not to play basketball at LSU. Current players and their signees. And then Alabama freshman guard Jawan Holt has entered the portal. He is a former four-star prospect. Where he from? No idea. Hmm. I wonder where old Jawan Holt Holt's from. Played against some Holtz back in the day. So I wonder if he was if he's from Huntsville. Um, Roswell, Georgia. Oh, he's not from Huntsville. Jim Cheney, former Tennessee offense coordinator. Twice, former Georgia offensive coordinator, former Arkansas offensive coordinator. Goodness. Mr. Cheeseburger. My gosh. Jim Chaney's had so many coordinator jobs in the, inside the SEC. He is going to be an analyst for Jeff Collins at Georgia, Georgia Tech. And alongside Chris Winkie. Yep, Chris Winkie. Heard he's doing a good job, though. So, it is about fits. It didn't fit here. Didn't fit here. How about... This is not around the SEC or anything, but... I I saw this and I just... I just laughed a little bit. Chuckled? I chuckled. I chuckled because... 
Oklahoma football, when you think of Oklahoma football, you're thinking of trash. I mean, I was thinking more like prestige and um, you know, championships and all that good stuff. But now I think of butt hurt. Think of butt? Butt hurt. I think of butts being hurt. Butt chugging? No, I do not think of that. Mm-mm. Well, butt chugging makes your butt hurt. Well, I, I wouldn't know that. Well, I'm assuming that it would make you butt hurt. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. It sounds pretty uncomfortable. But when I think of Oklahoma, I think of being butt hurt because the media, the media out there, man, they are hurt just as much as the fans, it seems like. I ain't going to call any names here. But Dan Walken. There's a, no, there is a tweet from a particular media member that's that covers Oklahoma. It's a video of Brent Venables. He's working with the linebackers. And it says, I have to check our archives, but I don't recall a video of the last head guy putting this kind of effort into personally teaching the linebackers. Shaking my head. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, media guy. What position did the previous coach coach? What Position was he was he an expert at the previous coach, Lincoln Riley? I'm sorry, was he known for coaching linebackers? Was he known for coaching defense? Was he known for coaching DBs? Last time I checked, he was known for quarterbacks in offense. This is why he had multiple guys transfer in and he turned them into Heisman Trophy winners and put up crazy offensive numbers. Say that you're hurt without saying you're hurt. Got the got yo. Brent Venables is the first-time head coach. He is more prepared to be a head coach than ever before. But let's not get it twisted. Lincoln Riley was dang good. And I'm pretty sure he put that effort into coaching the quarterbacks the same way that Josh Heupel puts that effort into coaching the quarterbacks. But, man, but hurt for sure. I think you should call him out. Nah, I ain't going to do that. But And I will add this, too. This is a bold strategy right here. Let's see if it plays out. This is what Brent Venables had to say about commitments, which is what we all think. It's how we all feel. If you understand and truly value what the word commitment truly means. He had his opinion about commitments and recruiting. Was your intention after she said yes? All right, so there's a commitment that takes place, right? Is to go out and date other women and do your thing? He said with a laugh, I mean, how did that work for you? Did you try that? But you waited until you were ready, though. That you knew, that you knew, that you knew, that you knew, right? So that's who you want to be as a program. Hey, we're not trying to force a commitment. Do not commit here until you're ready to make a commitment because a commitment is not a reservation. If you say, hey, Brittany, you want to get married? Let's get married November 30th. In the meantime, I'm going to see Sally and Michelle and Lisa. Sound like a DMX song. Um, she ain't going to meet you there. Good luck on November 30, right? So why is that any different? Commitment. Teach young people what commitment means, okay, what that means. So I'm not going to apologize for, and that's why we tell them, take as many visits as you want. I think personally that the Oklahoma brand will stick out. You may not come here, but you're really going to like it. 
you may not come here, okay? But I'm glad you didn't if you're not ready to make a real deep-seated commitment, okay? Because it's a two-sided street, all right? Some people, even the coaches, are bad examples. Now, they'll take a commitment, and three days before signing day, they'll call a kid that they've been committed for a year. Oh, by the way, we don't have a spot for you because I found a better guy. And your opportunity to come here is if you gray shirt or pay your own first year. What is that? What kind of example is that? That's bad for them. But that's kind of where we are. People that lack moral compass. So I'm not going to apologize for having a moral compass. I want to teach young people what commitment is, what it looks like. And certainly things could change where maybe there's a flaw in that thinking. But I know this. There's a lot of flaws in making commitment taking a reservation, and then going out doing your thing. How can I manage a roster or who else I need to offer if I got nine guys committed, but they're going to Bama, Georgia, LSU, A&M? How can I manage? How can I take commitments? I don't know what my numbers are. And so just my way of trying to manage my roster to the best of my ability, again, teach our guys ethics and more uh, moral compass. We see here and try to diminish in that whole process and say, well, coaches are doing it. I'm just saying. We're trying to be the examples of trying to do it the right way and wrong way or indifferent. It's a long, it's a long, it's a long quote here. But Ben, I know you like his words. I I like what he's saying. I really do. I like I like his thinking. It's what they did at Clemson. I remember that when Amari Rogers was being uh, recruited by Clemson, he committed. It was over. It was a done deal. <laughs> it was done. No visits, no nothing. It was over because once you commit to them, they're done. They're, they don't want you going on any visits. And there's been guys that have committed to them and they've had to like sneak around to take other visits. And if they found out that you were taking other visits, then they would, they would just let you go. So I think we all like this. Like, we wish college football would be like this. Because it takes one person to make a bold move to create change. It used to be like this. But somewhere along the line, the the lines were blurred and and, and a coach was like, hey, whatever. We're just going to tell you to go somewhere else two days before signing day. Or players started decommitting and flipping and it just became a sec- uh, acceptable. And Brent Venables is kind of drawing a line in the sand. I I like him doing it. I just don't know if it's going to work. Do you think it's going to work, Ben? No, I, I think you just need to have a, a more modern approach. And, I mean, I, I think that should be something you strive to do it is really value the, the word commitment and, and what it means and what it stands for. And I, I believe that. You should try to to practice the word commitment and display it and how they go about their business. But I also do think you have to be flexible. Like you, you can't be like Dabo and just refuse to bring in transfers. I mean that that's silly in today's world of college football. If you want to be successful, you, you're just not going to be able to do so. I don't believe Clemson has brought in a single transfer. Uh, no, no. Th- this this carousel, if you want to call it that, and, instead of coaching carousel player carousel they haven't done much well they, they, they did bring in uh hunter johnson that transferred from northwestern the quarterback remember yes, he went back they, they brought mm-hmm. him back which mm-hmm. even that i mean 
Do you really consider that since he's going back? I mean, it's a, it, it's a transfer. It's just not. They, it just doesn't move know, the needle. They know him, though. Yeah, it doesn't move the needle. Like, it, to me, based off of what we know about Dabo's program, he's willing to, to bring in Hunter Johnson because he knows Hunter Johnson. Yeah, because it's easy. It's low-hanging fruit. Correct. So I, I think you have to be be able to to somewhat adapt even while practicing commitment throughout how you run your program as a whole. It, it just can't be black or white in today's college football. I, I, I love what they're doing. I just don't think it works because college football has become so grimy, unfortunately. Yep. I, I, appreci- I appreciate the effort. I appreciate them trying to do this. I just don't think if you truly want to win, I, I don't think that that is a, a reasonable expectation. I really don't, unfortunately. I, agree. I wish it was, but it's not. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's get to the phones. Irish Networks Hotline, 865-255-03. Let's bring in Bulldog Brian. No barking, Bulldog Brian. Good morning. No barking today, Mr. Swain. No <laughs> barking today. Uh, I'm messing with you, man. Thanks for calling, man. Good morning. Hey, do you want to get called in before you guys uh, had your last show tomorrow in the morning? Um, knew I would not be able to get in tomorrow, so I wanted to make sure that I Called in and appreciate you guys. I've been listening to your show since, uh, since I guess September, November, something like that, when uh, wow. we're getting ready to play the balls. And so, anyhow, it really enjoyed your show. Um, appreciate uh, what you guys do, but uh, definitely want to lift up the folks there in Wears Valley and Spear County uh, with the the fires that are going on up there. My my cousin is actually a pastor at Wears Valley Baptist Church. And uh, he is a chaplain with the Sevier County Sheriff's Department. And so he's been up for <clears throat> over 24 hours uh, helping to keep the roads clear and, and uh, you know, servicing the firefighters that are out working, working these fires. And uh, just wanted to give a shout out to all the firemen and uh, emergency personnel that are up there helping to uh, save those folks' homes and keep them safe. Um Definitely, we, we take that for granted sometimes, and I uh, wanted to make sure that we put that out there. But um, it looks like that five or six crews came over from Knoxville, so mm-hmm. uh, pretty pretty huge deal. But And the rain helped. Absolutely, absolutely. So hopefully uh, they can get this thing knocked out. Um, well, Ben, I had a quick question for you, man. Yes, sir. Um, I need to know how NCAA, how they're – how the rankings for baseball work because I don't understand it. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you why I say that. Uh, I live in Macon, Georgia and uh, Mercer baseball is a big deal here in Macon. Uh, Mercer is 21 and five. They are second in the nation for home runs behind Tennessee, 50 home runs out of 26 games. And they have, you know, they've won some big games. They beat Georgia Tech. They beat FSU um, and can't get a ranking. So how does that work? I, I saw your uh, messages yesterday. Sorry we, sorry we couldn't get to uh, th- this no question that, that you're asking. So I, I looked up Mercer yesterday when I saw your questions, and I saw where they beat Florida State and, and Georgia Tech. And, and it definitely looks like uh, they, they are certainly deserving of consideration to be ranked, but it's just like any other sport, football, basketball, those, those lower level schools just don't get the same recognition as power five schools. Uh, and although 
Mercer has wins over Florida State and Georgia Tech and probably deserve to, to be at least in the top 25, they're just still not going to get the respect that uh, a Georgia or, or Georgia Tech, you know, uh, that type of school, what? Power 5 school is going to get. I mean, it, it's really that simple. Now, if Mercer continues to do what they're, they're doing, then they will be ranked at some point. But, I mean, it's just like football, basketball. I mean, it, it takes undefeated mid-major basketball teams forever to get ranked. I, yeah. I Like Murray State had one of the best regular seasons uh, of all time, especially within its conference. I mean, it went undefeated in conference play. And it, it took them to the last month of the season to be ranked. Well, I hear what you're saying, but how does a team like Dallas Baptist end up 19th? Because Dallas Baptist is, is more known in the college baseball world than okay. than uh, Mercer. If, if I'm not mistaken, Dallas Baptist has, has gone to a college World Series somewhat recently. I believe that to be okay. true. And uh, they're, they're just more known uh, in college baseball because they're out there in Texas. I got you. I got you. I got a question for you. Well, yeah, man, good. Where, where did you find the show? How did you find the show? Um, so, like I told you before, I'm a big SEC fan. So before every game, I like to pull up the other teams' uh, podcasts and and shows and whatnot uh, to kind of hear what they're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, previewing the next game. Uh, I actually do a podcast of my own uh, here in Macon. It's called the Middle Georgia Dog Pound, um, and so we had different guests to come on and whatnot. It's just it's just a hobby for me and my buddies. And so, anyhow, I just like to I like to hear what the other other teams fans are saying and you know what what they're talking about. And so that's how I found it. I was just looking for looking for uh, Tennessee's podcast and uh, ran across yours and yours is live and it's in the morning and uh, I work. Uh, a desk job where I can sit here with some headphones on and listen to your show. And I was like, Oh, these guys are cool. They don't talk, just talk Tennessee. They, they talk all kinds of sports. I mean, they're talking NBA, they're talking NFL. I said, I, I can dig this. So that's how I got hooked. Oh man. That's cool. Oh, that's cool, man. Thank you so much. You got some info for Bulldog right quick. Uh, just a little more context on, on Dallas Baptist that they haven't made the, the college world series, but just looking and they apparently they're a pretty new program. Looks like 2004 was their first year, but, uh, since 2011, there's only been two times that they have not made the tournament. Uh, 2013, they did not make the NCAA tournament. And then 2020, when the tournament was canceled and the season was canceled, they didn't make it that year either, obviously. So, uh, they they've been in uh, the Waco Regional with Baylor and Fort Worth Regional. Gotcha. They they hosted a regional, uh, Lubbock with Texas Tech, Fort Worth with TCU, Fayetteville with Arkansas. Uh, last year they were in Columbia with Virginia. Uh, so it, it's they're, they're just like I said earlier, they're just more well known right now. But if Mercer gotcha. keeps doing what they're doing, I, they'll be ranked at some point. That I was impressed hey, when I looked them up yesterday. Like I said. They're coming, dude. I'm telling you, they're they're playing some good ball. Probably the best ball I've ever seen them play. I've been going to a lot of games because I thought that that uh, the Braves weren't going to have a season. So I've been going to a lot of a lot of games, listening, uh, watching the games, and watching these guys. I was like, they got some talent, and they can hit the long ball better than anybody I've ever seen. But I I, I don't think anybody's going to beat Tennessee this year. I think they're going to go all the way. But hope so. Still hey, a long way to go. 
Yeah, let me ask you one more question before I jump off here, and I know I've taken a lot of your time, and I apologize. Oh, no worries. What did you guys, what did you guys think about the Ryan McGee comment that uh, Georgia's going to take a huge drop off this year? Um, I don't know if you saw that. I did. I did see that because I saw Georgia fans going after him, and certainly appreciate the phone call, my friend. I mean, just Tennessee fans to do that. No, it's it's not. I. I don't. I don't think he's wrong. I just don't know that I would have worded it that strongly. Like I think naturally, Georgia's going to take a step back. Yeah, because anything. I mean, anything less than a national championship is a step back. Ship, yeah, ship is is a step back. It's just like everybody with Josh Heupel wanted to throw egg on the face of Josh Heupel when Tennessee hired him because they went what was it twelve and one or, or ten and two the year after. Uh, Scott Frost. Scott Frost went undefeated. Like, of, of course they're going to take a step back. They went undefeated the year before. Yeah, this, this is what this is why like I hate this type of conversation because the the nuance and the gray gets ignored because everyone wants to have a hot take and and they don't want to. It's lazy, quite frankly. It, it's a it's it's lazy, and I hate having lazy takes. Scott Frost went 13-0. and 0. Josh Heupel the next year lost one game, Ben. <laughs> and folks are like, man, all he did was he went downhill after Scott Frost left. It's like, yo, he, he won every game when he was there. Of course it's going to go down. And then the next season he won 10 games and, and lost three. And then he has the 6-4 and four record with COVID and all that stuff. So, like, yeah, Georgia won the championship. And Georgia has had the best showing NFL combine ever. The type of athletes that are on display there in Indianapolis, their pro day. So, of course, they're going to take a step back because that's a special season. Those are special players. It's pretty natural. Georgia has been knocking on the door for years and years with special talent. And they finally won a championship, and now they have more dudes in the combine than ever. So I don't think what Ron McGee said was wrong or disrespectful. It's just natural. Georgia still will be good. They'll still be the favorite in the East until Florida and Tennessee get up off the mat. Georgia still will be dominant. I don't think it's a big deal, and it's not worth Georgia fans getting all hot and bothered about. All right, let's go to the phones. We got AP. AP! Good morning, AP. Oh, my goodness. Three days in a row. We got one to go. You I, just hope that, I, just hope, I just hope the sports animal is ready for just random call-ins with me on your new show, Swain. Because, I mean, that, they're ready. popping about that. You know what I mean? Like, just we're, we're, not, we're not slowing that down. And, 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 and to add to the Scott Frost and Josh Heupel comment, uh, Scott Frost is yet to go to a bowl game at Nebraska, and yet Josh Heupel inherited the the worst of the two situations and went to the bowl to into a bowl game in a tougher one. conference. In a tougher conference, um, you know. And you're right. I mean, you know, but fans are going to get fans are huffy and puffy because Ryan McGee went here. If Ryan McGee went to, well, let's say he went to Nebraska, they wouldn't be as huffy and puffy about that type of comment because you know it just boils down to he went here. Yeah, and we don't. I don't feel like we get special treatment because Ryan McGee went here. I mean, if anything, 
Brown McGee gets crushed by Tennessee fans because he doesn't show Tennessee enough love. Like, there's a reason for Ron McGee to show Tennessee love in the last 10 years. But, like, fans, we will say whatever we need to tell ourselves to feel better. It's what we do. It's what we do to help ourselves feel better about a heartbreak. We lie to ourselves. We all do it. Not just Tennessee fan, not Georgia fan. Oklahoma fans are doing it right now with Lincoln Riley. You're trying to tell yourself whatever you can to make yourself feel better. Uh, who cares about all that? Austin, can we call Brew McCoy, bruh? Uh, I, I'm ready to get there. Have you talked to bruh about that? Did, did, did you ask bruh if we can call him bruh? Uh, Brew no. about bruh. To, to be honest with you, boys, is that I, I had time with him yesterday. I did. I forgot that. that well, he's already coming. We already know that. By the way, he said what I bring and what I'm going to bring to the table. We already know he's coming. At least find out if we can call him bruh. What's his number? I, I, I'll um, call him up. I cannot give that away. Um, I will say this. He was really impressive um, in my time with him yesterday. I, I, I thought he was very polished. I thought he was very mature. Um, you know, obviously has, has handled some things, you know, off the field uh, the last, you know, little bit. But, I, I you know, I, I was very, very impressed by the kid yesterday. And, you know, that that's the thing is the biggest thing everybody needs to take away from it. And it wouldn't matter if he played – you know, if he was going to Alabama or Georgia or wherever, you know, th- there's a lot of quality kids that, you know, get put in a situation and 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 don't know how to come out of it and you know be better from it. And and clearly he has, you know, um, I think come out on the other side of this and and done so with a, a lot of maturity and a lot of polish. And and I was just super impressed by him. And you know, you know, if Tennessee's able to land Brew McCoy, then that. that that's another quality kid in the program, in my opinion. You're right, Austin. Dang, man. How dare I care about just calling him bruh, being all, having a good time. You're right. I mean, you're, you're right. You're right, Austin, because think about it, man. The step of a finger, one incident can change your entire career, and one decision, whether you're innocent or guilty, can change your entire career and can, and can affect you, whether you're right or wrong or innocent or guilty. Um, and, and some guys are not able to recover. Uh, you know, mental, the mental health of players, you know, is a question. And, man, you get kicked down, man. It's kind of hard to get back up for some some guys. And and so that means Brew got some good people around him. And, uh, man, hopefully when he's evolved, because there's better people that will be around him if he comes here, then um, he can he can have a great finish to his career. I'm with you. I, you know, I think he's got a real shot to – you know, just continue to build, and uh, you know, if he ends up here and he's on the other side of Cedric Tillman, um, I think that's great for Cedric. I think it's good for Brew. And you know, to be honest with you, you know, those two are, you know, have, have, you know, I won't say they're super tight, but I mean, there's a very much a familiarity there. And uh, those two hung out the last couple of days. Uh, they went head to head in high school when, um, you know, Bishop Gorman would take on uh, Modern Day and. So, you know, they they both both have kind of kept up with each other and you know, Brew talked to me just you know, kind of off to the side about, you know, Cedric and and just you know, how much he's grown as a player and what he you know, what he really appreciated about, you know, how much he's kind of developed uh, under this this new staff. Uh Austin, how much did you enjoy Pro Day yesterday? Uh I don't. I, I hate Pro Day. How come? I just not a fan of it. Well, as somebody told me earlier in the show, <laughs> uh, you can come 
join me in flipping burgers today so we can have more of an appreciation for Pro Day. Why is that? You need to you need to have a greater appreciation we, for Pro Day. We we need to have a, a a greater appreciation for our job and the fact that we cover sports and, and have a greater appreciation for Pro Day. So we need to go flip burgers so we have that greater appreciation for what we do. Is what I was told. On y'all first day of flipping burgers, I would come and order like ten burgers to make it tough on y'all. Really, you, I, you really want me flipping your burgers after knowing you're gonna make it tough on me? No, nah, never mind. You probably let my hit the floor and still put it between the buns with some cheese and some lettuce and tomato. I would, I wouldn't trust you with my food. That's it's a good point. That's a good point there. But now pro day, like I, I get it for you guys. Like pro day is not fun unless unless um unless there's not walk ons participating. Well, that and if you like been in it and lived it, kind of like I did, like I see it a little bit differently. So I understand why you don't like it. Honestly, if I was sitting there yesterday and I watched a bunch of walk-ons run forties from ETSU and seeing guys from different schools, I would I would be bored too. I'm like, who is this? So um, it used it used to be pro day used to be like appointment television or appointment. Uh, it used to be an appointment, excuse me, and you just didn't go to, go to class, and you just go to pro day. And coaches will understand that you didn't go to class because you went to pro day. Hey, it be okay. AP, it seems like uh, the next Nico Eal Maliava has hit the hit the fold. Looks like uh, Jane Davis. It's time to turn attention to Jane Davis now, right? <laughs> He'll be here this weekend. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. Just because, I mean, you know, yeah. some kids care about what's in front of them, some don't. And uh, Jaden Davis feels like he does. I mean, he just feels like he is the one that, you know, he he, he knows he's going to have to compete wherever he goes, and he's, you know, uber confident in, in what he brings to the table. So, you know, kid's not too far away. Makes a lot of sense to get him in here. Um, get him in here again. This will be multiple visits for him. So, um, you know, big – you know, big weekend, this big weekend period. Um, Trevor Duncan from Catholic will be back over on campus. That's that's big, you know, um, you know, just because you want to continue to keep the momentum in his recruitment. And he obviously likes Tennessee a good bit. So, you know, another, another solid weekend before the massive weekend that is next weekend when you have, you know, Sylvester Smith coming to town. You have Kyler Casper, Carnell Tate. Nico's rolling back into town, um, you know, to, Nice little build here during spring. Do you think Snoop will accompany Nico as he returns? No, 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 no. Um, no. What did uh, What did Brew McCoy talk say about uh, catching balls for Henry Hooker this upcoming season? I mean, he, 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 that was a big uh, feather in Tennessee's cap to have a, an established quarterback um, coming back. So, like, you know, that's one of the reasons that you know he's. You know, really looking hard at Tennessee, and and you know, I mean, I, you know let's face it, let's just call Tennessee the team, the, 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 what it is, the team to beat for Brew McCoy. So, um, I, I think that you know that that's a big you know feather in their cap, and and something that he really um, is looking for when he's looking at all these schools is who's coming back, um, you know, to potentially you know getting the ball. Who 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 is the other teams out there that Tennessee needs to worry about? Well. You know, Oregon, Alabama. I mean, to me, those are kind of the main two um, for Brew. 
Um, you know, Alabama's been hitting him hard. And then Ole Miss is also Lane, Lane's wearing out Brew McCoy a good bit. From the driving range? He get my, I guess. He ain't getting on my damn nerves. Um, I meant to ask you something. I meant to ask you something else about 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 Brew. Oh yeah, when, when are we gonna know? Like, what's what's the what's the timeline here? Uh, I would venture to say, if I were a betting man, he would not announce anything until uh, the end of the semester at Southern Cal. What's that? Another month and a half? No, I don't think so. Um, I think I think it'd be before then, what early May. Okay. Tony Vitello said that there's only two more weekends of where the, the students are on campus for, for home series, and he was referring to Missouri, Alabama. So I think beginning of May, like Austin said. I, I mean, you got to factor in most, most – uh, now Tennessee is different this year because they started late um, because they were trying to let any potential COVID wave from the wintertime pass. Uh, but a lot, a lot of places in semesters, you know, end of April, 1st of May. Now, with that said, a lot of those Pac-12 schools are on quarters. So I, I don't know. I've not looked at the academic calendar for Southern Cal to know when they exactly end, uh, you know, the end of the, uh, you know, academic school year. So let's see if I can find that, though. Just ask Brew when he comes to Tennessee. Um, yeah, Jason, we won't go that far. Well, I just want to know if I can call him Bruh. That's all I want to know. So. Well, I know Brew is better than his uh, his his real name, Horace. Hey, man, Horace Grant was a baller for the Chicago Bulls. Okay, doesn't change the fact that his name is Horace. Yeah, good point. We'll call him. We'll call him Brew, unless he gives us green light. Call him Bruh. Com- commencement at Southern Cal is May thirteenth. The last day for exams would be May is May is May fourth through the eleventh. So, I would say you're looking sometime early May for a decision. All right. Well, and, right. and, and unless unless that changes, but you know, and talking to him yesterday, that was kind of I said, you know, do you have, do you know when you want to announce? And he said, well, I, I I've really not thought a lot about it, but I would say whenever I finished my uh, semester at Southern Cal. I appreciate Brew because we have not seen any videos and pictures of him wearing Tennessee gear or Alabama or gear. I do appreciate that. Yeah, I, I asked him. I said, "Did you, <laughs> you mean pictures from your visit, like you know, like from the photo shoot?" And he goes, "I didn't do that. I didn't want to do that." I love this dude. He's wearing number one, right? If he comes here, I think there's a strong chance. Man, give him the best deal ever. Give him the best NIL deal ever. He deserves it. Uh, yes. Dierval does make a, a good point here on the text box, Austin. Uh, if if you don't ask Brew, Andy will. So you, you just need to make sure you you stay on it. <laughs> Get out of here, Austin, before before Ben gets you in trouble. This 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 Ben, I'm telling you, he's a, he's a troublemaker. You know that he's an instigator. At first, I was I was sad that you were leaving him behind, but now I can see why you're doing it. <laughs> He's an instigator, man. He's trouble. Shows before, I'm, bro. I, I'm just trying to make sure that you do your job well. 
and uh, Andy doesn't beat you to the punch, Austin. Shows before bros. I, ben, I was disappointed you didn't come see me last night at the baseball game. I'm disappointed you didn't come see me last night at the baseball game. Ben actually working, Austin. I can't get in the press box, man. I'm not big time like you. Uh, well, Hollywood Chris Lowe took my seat last night in the press box. Yeah, that, that that right there is that right there. I mean, like Chris Lowe is he writing anything, or he just take a press pass and set up the <laughs> popcorn? He just no, no, he he's writing something. I, I think ESPN asked him to write something on Ben Joyce. He wasn't writing that. He was texting. He he was writing, and and plus, I mean, he 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 uh he knows somebody in the baseball program that can hook him up if need be. True, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Pays no people, right? This is true. This is true. All right, Austin. Hey, hey Jason. Here, here's the deal. Who is Jason? I've always done your show pro bono. But your new show, it will cost you if you want AP. All right, man. You talk you this, talk to the this, salespeople. Because this isn't this isn't this isn't the Twain event anymore coming up next week. Oh, I agree. I agree. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. I don't have to deal with that. So, I'll I'll get you in touch with the right people. And y'all can make that happen. <laughs> All right? <laughs> uh, what, what time do we want me on tomorrow? I, I think, do we, do, are you going to give this, are you going to give this emotional goodbye? Um, I don't know. I do just, I need to be listening? Do I need to be listening? I just plan on, I plan on doing the show. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have it planned out. Like, hey, I'm gonna get emotional at, at eight thirty-seven. Uh, when when I call in tomorrow, it's gonna be more. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be all over the map. Mama, no. You go for it, man. I think you should call in at six thirty-five. <laughs> the perfect time. Perfect time. Yeah, show doesn't start till seven, Ben. <laughs> I know. That's why I said six thirty-five. <laughs> I'm going to have my kids call in and be like raising Kane, telling Jason he can't go. You can be the, the, the pregame show. I think it's a good idea. I, I, we can get just, you, Turkey Man, and Dave Tona on the pregame show for the final Swain event. Be like the Super Bowl, and, and, and you three can host the, the pregame show. The, the good news is, is I have, I have uh, I've been in talks with uh, Andy, and Andy will start showing up to do the uh, – do Andy event next week. Uh, he'll be at Swain's house at six thirty. <laughs> oh, that, that's not a good idea. That's a that's a bad idea. Swain will be sleep this time next week. That's that's that is fake news. I'll be up. I'll be up. I woke up at three o'clock this morning. I had to go back to sleep. Hey, uh, Swain's gonna start going to the gym. You should start going with him, Austin. You're right. I should, but you know. I got bigger things to do. Uh, Mark, Mark Packard believes that you know that we should transition Eric Kane into this show and call it the Kane Event. And then every time, every time, you know, we just run the same opens and we just like basically like like taking like a sticker and putting it over something. So like every time he gets to Swain, we just like you yell Kane. I mean, hey, he's already working at this, this time of the hour. I don't think he'll be able to do that. But if he wants to do that, he can put some on his KUB bill. He can do that all day. That opportunity is open. Anybody want to do a show live on the app? Show up at Jason's house. No, you can show up at your own house, but there will be a at toll. At 333 Smith Avenue. A toll fee. All right, Austin. 
I gotta get you out of here, man. We gotta treat you like. No, I'm gonna go to the whole. I'm going the whole way. We're going all the way to the end of the show. We gotta treat. We gotta treat you like. Uh, we gotta treat you like Turkey Man. Hit you with the plane button. Uh, let's take a break. Let's get to Tremel real quick. Oh, let's take. Let's get Tremel. Tremel. Tremel's been patiently waiting. Sorry, Tremel. Austin, I mean, just he, he came he, in, kicked his feet up on the couch. Was, he don't care about you. That's what Austin said. The show about to leave. Y'all can get him off the phone. He calling me in every day. He running the show. I, Austin, I feel you, dog. I feel you, my dude. I feel you. I feel your pain, my guy. Do you? I do. Yes, I do. Does he really have Hell pain boy? in his bones? I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> he all right. What you got on your mind, Tramel? Man, real quick, man. So that, uh, Y'all the truth, man. Y'all got Georgia fans that basically start listening to the show, the troll, and still listening to the show. You know what I'm saying? But you cut him off real quick when he tried to get that free ass, didn't he? <laughs> no, no, man. Hey, he, he do his own thing. That's cool. If people want to listen to his podcast, that's that's fine. And, and um, you know. But yeah, man. I, I guess he took up too much time. I ain't really I ain't really got too much. I'll let y'all get to the break. I, uh. I'll chop it up. I'll try to get in tomorrow on the show. Okay. So I'll call you. Yeah, man. It's, right. it's, it's good talking to y'all, man. All right. Sounds good. 865-255-03. Hour 2 is brought to you by Action 247. Use the promo code Swain Event for a 50% deposit match for your first deposit up to $800. Live from the Low T Center Studio, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Stay with us. Be right back. <laughs> 